Hey, creepy people. This is PNW Haunts and Homicides. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Cassie. Together, we explore stories of the paranormal and true crime throughout the Pacific Northwest. For each episode, we do a tarot reading to help us gain some insight on the topic as we share the facts of the case and our interpretations. You can find our episodes featuring true stories from infamous cases such as the misdeeds of Boeing, as well as lesser-known true crime cases like the murders in Tunnel 13 as well as our spooky stories from Pike Place and Raven's Manor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you'd like to listen. Have Have a a creepy-ass day! back and we have some some scary stories today that involve from national parks so you guys took a poll and um i'm glad that you chose national parks because i already had some ready to go (laughs) um because national parks albeit beautiful if i ever Mary. Yeah, if I ever visit one, I won't be going on hikes. I'll just be staying where there's people around. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. I was just watching um, uh, someone close to me mentioned a video about these two girls who were lost in the... Was this like, recently? Yeah, like yeah. within the last few years or something. Yeah. I want to say maybe, I don't know, it may have been longer than that, but they did a whole deep dive on this podcast about it. Shout out to that podcast. I can't remember the name, but um, so good. Like it was captivating. Like it was crazy. And like, there are some things that are just like, what were they trying to do? Like what happened to them? Nobody knows. Yeah. It it can be a crazy time out there, guys. Don't go out alone. The wilderness is wild. (laughs) Yeah. Don't go out there by yourself. It was probably National Parks After Dark. That's a really good podcast. I don't know. That I mean, that's like the biggest one I can think of that one might be talking about that. I mean, I think there's a lot of podcasts that cover National Park stuff, but yeah. that one's good. They have all all types of stories. I am not like a diehard you know, fan of their podcast, but I enjoy it, like listening to it. Like you don't have to like listen to every episode to know what's going on. You can just kind of like pop in and listen. But they've got they've got good stories yeah there for sure that make you not want to visit national parks. Alright, listen. I will I will go on a hike. It's not my favorite thing to do, but I will go on a hike. I will do all of the adventurous things, but there's no way that I'm going alone or going anywhere remote. Yeah, no. Like, I better know my way out of this park. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking a hike to I think maybe like a very populated place <laughs> place where there's like for instance we were when we were in um Traverse City, there's like a hike that you can get to to go to uh, Pyramid Point, which is yeah. the sand dunes up there. I mean, yes. I, they're just amazingly beautiful, but it's like a mile and a half hike. And, you know, there's signs that say watch out for bears and stuff because it's up north Michigan. 
but um you know there was lots of people on that trail it wasn't very long um granted there was a lot more uphill than I would like but it was beautiful so that's the kind of hiking I'll do nothing nothing like compared to some of the stories I found will I be doing and never under any circumstances could you pay me to do it alone absolutely not the benefit to living in Michigan is that as far as you go you're gonna run into water it's true on all sides yes yeah there's not gonna be a situation where you're not knowing where you are (laughs) somehow you're gonna find the water Oh wow. gosh! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is, I mean, right? It's true. There are some pretty wooded areas in northern Michigan yeah. that you could very well get lost in, dump a body, and nobody would probably find you That's or true. find the body. And I mean, it's it's very true. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be going to those remote areas. No, thank you. Well, it gives us content. <laughs> Exactly. It sure does. Do you want me to do kind of what we did last time and post some in the chat so you can read them too? Because there's a handful. Sure, let's do it. Okay. I'll read the first one and then I'll post the second one here in the chat for you to do. Some of them are, there's short ones. Some are longer. Mm -hmm. But I think... It's a good kind of mix between. Awesome. So, all right. So this first one, I was, starts off. I was traveling solo around the Olympic Peninsula in Washington state and making various stops in the Olympic National Park. I decided to stop and forgive me if I pronounce these things wrong because I, I'm not good at that. Uh, I think this is Quinault. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was an ancient footbridge that led across the river, but it looked like it might collapse if I tried to cross it, so I decided not to. Uh, it was off-season, and I was not in a tourist area. I was the only one there. Uh, red flag. It was so unusually hot outside that I decided that I needed to get in that water. I backed my car all the way to the edge of the dead-end road, faced it out in the direction I would need to leave, and started hiking through thick brush down an embankment to the edge of the water. There was no path. It was just a pretty rugged area. Another red flag. Uh, It was mid-fall, and I didn't have a suit since I didn't plan on swimming, so I just took my clothes off and got in the water in my bra and underwear. Uh, All of this is just so not a good idea. (laughs) I I had a nice swim, but I could not shake the feeling that I was being watched, even though I was in the middle of nowhere. Close on. Yeah. Immediately close on. Like I could not handle that. Yeah. No. Um, (laughs) it says after about five minutes, the creepy feeling was enough for me to want to head back, head back. So I started to climb out, turned my back to the other side of the river and walked toward my clothes and shoes that I had left behind. Excuse me. Please tell me they're still there. When I turned around, there was a big, tall man standing in plain view, just across from me on the other side of the river. No, 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 no. Right? But higher up on his embankment than I was on. He was wearing a poncho made of animal pelts, had very long uh, hair full of sticks and twigs, and looked like he had been living out in the wild for a very long time. We stood and stared at each other. 
uh, me in frozen terror for what felt like forever when all of a sudden he frantically took off in the direction of the footbridge leading across the water, which is probably leading to her. I grabbed my car keys, tried to grab my clothes and shoes, but they got tangled up in some blackberry vines, so I left everything and went running for my life through the thick brush and blackberries, barefoot and in my underwear, (laughs) trying to make it to my car before he made it across the river. There was no doubt in my mind that he was trying to harm me. Uh, When I made it out of the blackberries, um, which by the way, blackberries have thorns, that yeah, I was gonna, I was thinking that same thing. Like that has to hurt, right? I can't even pick blackberries without like something like a coat on because it will it hurts. Yeah, yeah. like you can't even stick your arm in there. <clears throat> Hell no. Um, I could see he was crossing the bridge toward me rapidly. I got to my car and flung my door open just as he arrived. I locked the doors while he pounded on the hood of my car, screaming and grunting non-verbally. <laughs> The moment he went for my driver's side door, I hit the gas and took off as fast as I could. I looked back, and he was chasing after me. He must have run after my car for at least a mile until he faded from view. Wow. Wow. She says, I was bleeding everywhere from running nearly naked through blackberries. I was wet, unclothed, shaking, and crying. Had I hesitated for literally 10 seconds longer, I don't think I would have made it out alive. Even typing this out, again, all these years later, I am starting to shake. I feel like I was being hunted. This is the only way I can describe it. That's crazy. And and then it says, I will never go back to that area. I wouldn't wouldn't suggest it. Since that moment, I always bring a hiking buddy with me when I venture out. And the day is going to haunt me for my life. I have had many years of therapy, and that experience is still as vivid as the day it happened. That's wild. I, I couldn't, I couldn't like just doing it alone in general is like, I don't feel like it's a good idea. I just, I mean, why would you No, I, I mean, I wouldn't have put myself in that position anyway, but I think everybody knows that we wouldn't do that (laughs) to begin with at this point. So I'm glad she made it out alive because that, just reading it gives you anxiety. Yeah. Just like having somebody, like, it feels like somebody's watching you is, like, creepy in itself, you know? Mm-hmm. At first, when I first started reading that story, I thought it was going to go, like, a Bigfoot route or something. But yeah. real people to me are scarier. Sorry. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Anyway. Stay away from that area if you live in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Should I read this other story? Yeah, go ahead. So posted up right outside of Zion Park in an unmarked uh, Bureau of Land Management campsite. It's almost midnight and a car drives up this backcountry dirt road that I'm set up on the side of. It's pitch black, nobody around me for miles. Um, There's plenty of empty sites all along this dirt path. This car drives right up to my spot and shines their car lights right into my sight and tent. Nobody gets out of the car, but they stay there for 12 whole minutes. I was scared shitless, all alone with just a pocket knife and bear spray in my tent for protection. I was too terrified to get out of the tent. Then they started to drive to the end of the dirt road, which is a dead end. 
They never turned back around, so I assumed they stopped for camp. I barely slept that night. I was too scared. Next morning, I was up and ready to go a little after sunrise. So as I left, I went up to the end of the road to loop around and there was nobody there. Nobody. I feel like there's no way I could have slept through them leaving, but I guess there's the tiniest possibility. Or it was a Utah ghost car. Who knows? All I know is that one, that was one of the creepiest camping experiences of my life. What is a Utah ghost car? Just gonna ask that. I've not heard of what a Utah ghost car is. That's so um, weird. Yeah, that was kind of like a camping story too, but also national park. But I wonder. I guess there's probably like a, um, like maybe a some sort of lore behind the um, like cars that disappear. In yeah. Utah. Yeah. If anybody knows, let us know. I guess we could Google it, but. Well, I tried to Google it and it looks like, um, it looks like I'm just finding a lot of ghost town. Oh yeah. Information. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to look into that a little bit more. Oh, yikes. Yeah. It's probably a serial killer if I had to assume. (laughs) I would agree. Oh, God. Again, with the camping alone, like, I just, there's just no way. I guess maybe if I was, maybe grew up, you know, in an area where that was something that you did and, you know, you knew the ins and outs of camping alone yeah, and felt confident enough to do it, that would be different. (laughs) But, or maybe if I was a a, a, a male, um, <laughs> yeah, feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, here's what I'll tell you is that there are people I've seen on YouTube. There are people who are like nomads and they, yeah. they live in like their van, they deck out their van prepared to like live the van life and they just stay in these remote mm-hmm where nobody's going to bother them that would scare me there's several women who do that and honestly yeah I follow yeah I follow some my uncle actually does that wow okay yeah I always I've watched a couple of them just Mm -hmm. to see and they I mean they work remote they you know do the whole thing and they're living it up it's it's crazy I yeah never I never even thought of something like that but a lot of people really enjoy it they enjoy kind of you know being out there so I I think that it would be cool but also I would feel safer because you're in like a vehicle so you can just and you can lock stuff you can just hop right into your driver's seat and drive away if you have to you know in a tent it's like you're exposed you have to get out of your tent to get to see like no that just is so No. Yeah, Yeah, my uncle lives in a van and he drives just all up and down the West Coast area. And yeah, yeah, he's done that for a long time now, a few years. It would be really cool, I thought, that the other great, great part of it would be to just get away from the light pollution and see, Mm -hmm. like, you know, 
night sky just like at its purest that would be so cool just to see all those stars and the you know it it would just be awesome I I would would do it it that way if I was with somebody and it was like just a trip yeah you know driving across the country and driving back home afterwards yeah plenty of gas to get to there yeah yeah for sure yep Okay. What you next? This next one is a little shorter, but it's it's weird. Again, all of these are weird, but <laughs> okay. So it starts out. I was part of a three person trail crew. We were a good twenty six miles from the trailhead. We were working on diverting the existing trail from an eroding cliff. The new trail was going to be a seven mile diversion, so we were five miles into building the new trail. About another half a day until we linked up with the old trail. It's mid-morning, so we decided to take a quick break. I leave my two crew members to go answer nature's call, so I'm digging a cat hole to go in (laughs) when I hear someone whistling a tune. I just assume it's my crew, so I call out that this place is occupied. The whistling stops, and it's quiet. Then it started again. It just moves below where I'm at. Then down the hill, always, I see two men. Both were dressed in black suits and top hats, carrying canes. Just casually walking in the middle of the wilderness, no packs, no water bottles, looking like they were taking a stroll in a park after an opera. (laughs) I don't think and just start walking back to my crew, way freaked out. I, I tell them what I saw. We all go back and catch them just leaving sight. One of the crew screams down at them and waves. They just ignore us and keep casually walking until they're out of our sight. There weren't They weren't using any trails either, just walking in between trees. Just a weird and freaky experience for all three of us. I don't think we hardly slept that night. We finished our trail that morning and raced back to civilization. Just took a note. Just took note of it in our weekly report, just in case those people did get lost out there. Wow. I'm assuming they did not hear anything else about the the men in top hats walking through the woods. That's crazy. Those people were ghosts. I was just going to say, what do you think they were? (laughs) Definitely probably ghosts out there. Um, Yeah. What was I going to say that, you know, that's interesting too, like totally unrelated to the ghost comment, but, um, taking note of like what you see and what you hear and what you're doing out there right? in case, case, you know, someone asks you about it, then you can, you know, look back at your notes. That's really smart actually. Isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say too, the other weird thing is that they were able to catch sight of them once he went, once he left, went back and got his, I'm assuming it's a guy, got his, um, you know, fellow crew workers or whatever. And they, yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, pretty weird. I, I mean, if I saw that, I would, I don't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. I it seems innocent enough you know what I mean like I probably wouldn't try to get their attention but I would be a little creeped out about it yeah. especially yeah. because they you know did try to get their attention and they didn't hear them they just kept walking 
So to me, it kind of seems like a residual type of energy or something happened there that was maybe significant enough to those men that that that's they just keep reappearing there or something. Yeah, for sure. Very strange. This next one, though, is it's um, a couple short stories in one. Mm -hmm. But they're interesting. They come from a the brother of a um, National Park Service ranger, which I think that would be such a cool job if you yeah. were the type of person that could handle <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. I always th- told my sister she should do that because she's just kind of like an outdoorsy person, but... Yeah. My brother is an NPS ranger. <laughs> he says there's some spooky stuff in the parks, particularly in the Southwest. You know... If there's some spooky stuff happening, it's definitely in the Southwest. I just I agree. That's all. It's, it's a spooky <laughs> area, the out west, and I think part part of it is just because, um, you know, in the turn of the century when everybody was going out west to create life, there was just so much that went on. Yeah, there, on the way, like the oh, journey gosh. to get there, you right. know. Um, Area 51, just like right. all this, like Southwest stuff going on. That's just really weird. What What are those like Skinwalker Ranch? Is that isn't that out there too? Sure is, and there's a mention yeah. of this in, in this one of these too. Oh, great! So <clears throat> let's see here. Um, I've posted some of these before, but here are some short versions of some of his better stories. So I'm going to bullet point these here. Um, He was camping in Big Bend National Park, and he and his roommate had the exact same dream of being chased by a big black bull through the mountains. They googled it on the way home, and turns out the area they were camped at is haunted by a witch that takes the form of a big black bull. I think it's called Bruja Mountain or something like that. Never heard of that. Also, where's Big Bend National Park? I don't even think I know where that is. Big Bend? I don't know. Never heard of it. Oh, it's in Texas. Yep. That checks. That checks out. Wow. All right. What's next? So then we got, he worked at Arches National Park in Utah for a while. One of his ranger friends took a kayak trip somewhere in Utah, camped out by the side of the river. She had a super vivid dream that night of hearing something splashing in the water outside. When she went outside her tent, there was a naked woman in the river. The woman tackled her and began choking her so violently that when she woke up, she was still gasping for air. The next morning, there were cougar tracks all around her tent and down by the river. She spoke with a native friend about this, and sure enough, that area of the river is supposedly haunted by a skinwalker. Apparently, skinwalkers take the form of cougars often. No thanks. No. (laughs) As a a cougar or skinwalker. No thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Here's here's a second piece of this. As a quick as a quick aside, as part of his job, my brother would go to local elementary schools and give talks about nature uh, and animals and whatever. Whenever he went to a native majority school, he couldn't mention certain animals because they're associated with skinwalkers, cougars, and owls. Oh, were, were a couple of them. That's, owls. 
I'm thinking, wow. what if those alien sites sightings with owls incorporated are just skinwalkers? <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Oh, hold on. I got to tell you a story really quick. That reminded me because owls. I was driving home, I think it was Friday morning Mm -hmm. from taking uh, Emma to daycare. And on my way home, I just happened to glance up and look at the power lines. Like I just looked up and there was a power line and there was an owl just perched up on a power line just staring down at me like watching me like I felt like I it looked into my soul when I was driving it was really cool but it just reminded me anyway it's kind of surprising that an owl was on the power line and not like a tree or something it was a wooded area so maybe he was just she was just checking it out but yeah we have owls near our house that we hear frequently so I don't know if she was just one that lived around there or what but the fowl community, you got birds, you've got chickens, you've Listen, got peacocks, you've peacock, got I know. owls, I mean, I Cranes, just... Cranes, herons. Yeah. We have a lot. Oh my goodness. Your neighborhood is full of them. It's um, a portal to another land, I think, somewhere in my backyard. Yeah, exactly. The portal's open, by the way, just <laughs> in case you didn't know. Um <laughs> a friend of his had a Bigfoot encounter at a large national park in the Pacific Northwest. This is kind of some of my old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. This guy is a super experienced biologist, doesn't like talking about this because it could screw up his career. Um, but several years ago, he and another ranger were doing field work in the backcountry and were and were driving parallel to a river. On the other side of the river, they saw, and I quote, what looked like an extremely tall man, all in black, wearing a hoodie. This thing saw them and took off after them. What spooked my brother's friend was, it was keeping up with their truck, running like a man and jumping over rocks and logs. Again, he doesn't like talking about it because this guy is a semi-famous biologist up there and claiming a Bigfoot encounter could hurt your reputation. Plus, it sounds like it scared the shit out of him. <laughs> I mean, I'd be freaked out too, man. Yeah, especially because it can keep up with a car running next to you, jumping over rocks and logs. That's, yeah. Anything that's able to keep up with a car is kind of... At this point, though, it's like, we know that something exists. We know that Bigfoot's real, for the most part. Like, just accept it. You're a biologist. It, to me, that's insane that talking about it could screw up your career in 2023. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. <laughs> I I always think back to that um, story about the lights over Lake Michigan and how the the guy that, you know, came forward about that whole encounter yeah. you know, for the National Weather Service and was, was kind mm-hmm. of ostracized in a way um, after he you know, explained his encounter, which is wild to me. Um, yeah, it ruined his, I mean, it ruined his career, but it. he was forced to change direction in his career, I guess you could say. Especially considering that so many people in our state I know. saw it. I know. And experienced the same thing. So Literally everybody did. It was 
Yeah, it wasn't like it was like just him, you know what I mean? It was right. several people across the state, not not even, you know, just in that area either. Yeah. So, I know. Um let's see here. Apparently the famous old hotel at Old Faithful in Yellowstone is super haunted. I didn't know there was a hotel at Old Faithful. I didn't either. I've never been there, but it's on my place to visit before it explodes and kills us all. There really, there really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the Old Faithful Inn. Okay. 327 rooms, historical lodge, more Whoa. than a century old. That's big. Yeah. It actually looks quite nice. It reminds me of like a, um, like a, uh, Great, great wolf watch. Um, yeah, but there's like geyser basin views. <laughs> oh, see, Which that's a, that's that's the type of thing I would like to do. Let's go stay at this hotel. We yeah. have views of everything. We don't need to go walk far. We can just yeah. <laughs> walk to all the populated areas and then drive to the next place we want to go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, indeed. What else you got? Okay, so this I'll read the next two just because they're both pretty short. And then we've got two more and a listener story after that one. So Okay. So this one. Well, there was this time I think I was the ghost for some hikers. <laughs> in the Bay Area at one of the many abandoned military forts. And then in parentheses, it says, it may be a state park, not national, now that I think of it. My friend and I climbed into an abandoned bunker through some broken bars to take pictures of the interesting graffiti. Since we weren't supposed to be there, we heard some people, um, hold on, since we weren't supposed to be there, we heard, when we heard some people come by, we naturally hid in some little hallways and waited them out. But they were kind of frat boy sounding guys who were obviously just out for a nice hike and explore. <laughs> but one of them said something that made me laugh. Since I was hiding, it sounded very strang- strangle- strangled and echoey. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend and I just heard them go silent, then heard a mad scramble as they ran back toward the parking lot. <laughs> wow. It wasn't until we climbed out that I really appreciated how creepy and girlish a creepy, a girlish giggle would have been coming from this dark abandoned bunker. So the boys who were hiking in the Bay Area outside of north of San Francisco in around 2016, it wasn't a ghost, just a girl who had to get in trouble for trust, didn't want to get in trouble for trespassing. That's funny. <laughs> a nice little reminder that not everything is a ghost. Yes. Even though yes. it might be, but it's probably not. Might feel like it. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought that one was funny because it was like, um, it just totally scared the hell out of these people. <laughs> okay, so this next one is just small and to the point, and that's why I liked it. But it says, I saw a large, deep, rectangular pit in the middle of a national forest. Uh, it doesn't say which one, but it looked like someone was about to be buried. I carefully walked away as quietly as I could, afraid I'd fall into a different pit with a body in it, but the mind can play some mean tricks on a person. So that's it. I mean, if I saw a rectangular pit dug out in the middle of a forest that I was walking through, like, I'd be running. It's a murder. Like, yeah. I would lose my mind. I wouldn't know which way to go. <laughs> Somebody's out there 
burying a body that they <laughs> right mm-hmm. isn't that like wouldn't that be crazy if like if we knew like how many people maybe like cross paths with you know murders who are just like trying to cover up a crime and they don't even realize it right that's crazy yeah i hate that i hate it very much yeah let's see do you want to read another one sure so this is an olympic national park oh god this is one that another I one i think the first one we read was from olympic national park I've been there. Um, I'm doing seasonal work out in Olympic National Park this summer and live in employee housing on the same property as my job. Throughout the summer, I have heard things like a giggle coming from my empty room and a sliding glass door closing on its own. Nope. One night about a month ago, something wild happened. The building I live in is backed up against an impenetrable coastal rainforest. And some friends and I were sitting in one of the apartment units chatting when we all noticed screaming coming from the woods. Initially, we thought it was a cougar, again with the cougar, Mm -hmm. Um, but it kept going and decidedly human sounding. Sometimes it seemed like more, seemed more like sobbing. And in other moments, it was frantic yelling. It went on for about five intense minutes and then stopped. Now, the truly chilling part about it is that about 30 seconds after the yelling stopped, what sounded like a disembodied woman's voice coming through a radio started muttering right next to where we were sitting. We couldn't make out what she was saying, and it was only lasting about a few seconds. It was in the room with us, but we couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. One of my friends opened the door to make sure there was nobody outside, and we were completely alone. It should also be noted that everyone who lives in the building were all in the same room, so all of the other units were empty. All of us who live here have puzzled over any logical explanation for what could have happened and just can't seem to find one. That would have been the last time I were there. I would have put my two weeks in, two weeks notice in and left. Not even. I would have just left. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that the noises that cougars make can sound like babies crying i've heard that Mm -hmm. but also i've heard that if you hear somebody crying or yelling a woman yelling or a baby crying to not go after it because especially if you live in a wooded area like that because it could be a cougar yeah and b it's something trying to lure you in to kill you it makes maybe me a cougar, maybe not. I don't ghost. I don't know. <laughs> it makes me think of the mocking jays in Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't go after it. Whatever you do. Nope. Sorry if you can hear my kid crying in the background. She Aww. is very attached to me lately. <laughs> yeah, no, I would not have left. I would have left and quit and not went back there. Yeah, that's wild. Okay. This last one is, before the listener story, is, um, got a couple stories in it, I think, but this person is a search and rescue officer with the U.S. Forest Service. Service. Uh, it says, I wasn't sure where else to post these stories, so I figured I'd share them here, being Reddit. 
I have been an SAR officer for a few years now, and along the way, I've seen some things that you guys will be interested in. I have a pretty good track record for finding missing people. Most of the time, they just wander off the path or slip down a small cliff, and they can't find their way back. The majority of them have heard the old stay-where-you-are thing, and they don't wander far, but I've heard two cases where they didn't have, where that didn't happen. Both bother me a lot, and I use them as motivation to search even harder on the missing person cases I get called on. I could not be a search and rescue office person. There's no way. My dad did some search and rescue. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I did know that. Just a little bit, yeah. God, it's a, okay. it's on a volunteer basis too. Oh no, it would be hard for me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do well. No. <laughs> You would not. Neither would I. (laughs) We would just be like the worst at it. (laughs) I think in general, I'm not good in a crisis. No, me either. Neither am I. Okay. Screaming. Um, Sorry. The first was a little boy who was out berry picking with his parents. He and his sister were together and both of them went missing around the same time. Um. Their parents lost sight of them for a few seconds, and in the time, both the kids apparently wandered off. Oh, and in that time, the kids both apparently wandered off. When their parents couldn't find them, they called us, and we came out to search the area. We found the daughter pretty quickly, and when we asked where her brother was, she told us that he'd been taken away by the bear man. Oh. She said he gave her berries and told her to stay quiet, and he wanted to play with her brother... And that he wanted to play with her brother for a while. The last she saw of her brother, he was riding on the shoulders of the bear man and seemed calm. Of course. Shoulders? Yeah. Of course, our first thought was abduction, but we never found a trace of another human being in that area. The little girl was also insistent that he wasn't a normal normal man and that he was tall and covered in hair like a bear. And that he had a weird face. Whatever that means. Uh, We searched the area for weeks, and it was one of the longest calls I've ever been on, but we never found a single trace of that kid. The other was a young woman who was out hiking with her mom and grandma. Sorry, let me start that over. The other was a young woman who was out hiking with her mom and grandpa. According to the mother, her daughter had climbed up a tree to get a better view of the forest, and she never came back down. They waited at the base of the tree for hours, calling her name before they called for help. Again, we searched everywhere, and we never found a trace of her. I have no idea where she could possibly have gone, because neither her mother or grandpa saw her come down. Wow. I mean, the first one sounds like Bigfoot, but also could have been somebody like that creepy guy from the first story that was just living in the woods trying to eat people. I don't know. Well, there's also, like, a lot of, like people who live out there like no no contact with the outside world they're just like completely disconnected yeah i don't know that's very strange the tree thing's weird it's like where did she go she just went up a tree and just disappeared disappeared out of the tree yeah i don't know This is the last one I'll tell, and it's probably the weirdest story I have. Now, I don't know if this is true in every SAR unit, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken regular thing we run into. 
You can try asking about it with other SAR officers, and even they know what you're talking about. They just probably won't say anything about it. We've been told not to talk about it by our superiors, and at this point, we've got all gotten so used to it that it doesn't even seem weird anymore. Wow. <laughs> On just about every case where we're really far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles, at some point we'll find a stair staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you took the stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it. Oh, wait. Sorry. It's almost like if you took the stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I ever saw some, and the officer just told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. Everything, everyone I asked said the same thing. I wanted to go check them out, but I was told very empathetically that I should never go near any of them. I just sort of ignore them now when I run into them because it happens so frequently. Oh my goodness. Like, what? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Just staircases in the middle. I've heard that that is um, something that happens, but it's also very portly type stories. Like they just, yeah. and some of them I don't, the stories I've heard about a staircase being in the middle of the woods is, um, they don't sound very real to me, but yeah. I'm interested. If you are a search and rescue member, mm -hmm. um, let us know if you've heard that. Yeah. Or if you know somebody that has. Mm -hmm. Definitely be Very interesting. Very weird stories. <laughs> I'm sure this person has seen a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> um, so the last one we have is a listener story. Um, she is a paranormal investigator, researcher from Ishpeming, Michigan, which is in the UP, the Upper Peninsula. Mm -hmm. And she sent us a story. Yay. Um, I love these listener stories. Please tell me yeah. if you guys have them. I love them. I know. Keep them coming. Do you want to read it or you want me to? No, I want you to. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, it says, I have investigated two very haunted locations here in Upper Michigan. The Nama Inn, I, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, located in Nama, Michigan, is a quaint little inn that has lots of history. Uh, before I continue, I did Google this because I was interested in where this was. Um, but I want to go here because it looks so cute and little and just super haunted and I want to go here. But anyway, the first time I stayed there, the staff told me stories about one of the resident ghosts named Charlie Good. He was a World War II vet and was also the CEO of a lumber company that was once running there. Allegedly, he was having an affair with Nell Fleming, who took care of things at the inn. What a fun little story. That's got to be. Yeah. They say that they both haunt the inn. The first night, my sister and I were the only ones staying at the inn. They don't have any staff that stays there overnight. We were getting ready to start investigating at 3 a.m. when we heard what sounded like a man clearing his throat downstairs in the lobby. I sat down with my recorder and started asking questions. When I listened back, I heard a man say, I'm Charlie Good. And then you can hear heavy boots walking away. Another time we stayed there, when we went to bed, my phone was dead, so I put it on the nightstand. The next morning, it was gone. We always leave a camera and a recorder running overnight, so we decided to check the camera first, and apparently, 
in parentheses, they messed with it because it was snowy. Um, so we listened to the recorder and you can hear my phone slide off the nightstand, land on the floor, slide across the floor, and then you hear one of my equipment cases open up. My sister looked in my cases and there was my phone. <gasps> so Ooh. the phone went from the nightstand to the floor. Into... Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Right? I yeah. mean, if you don't see anybody, that sounds like somebody was in your room, but if you don't see anybody and you can just see it falling, I, no. No, thank you. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I would yeah. yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> it says, my friend Susan Hill and I do paranormal tours in the lighthouses here. Well, oh. Lighthouses are so haunted. I know they are. <laughs> All of them are. <laughs> yeah. One night we decided to do a late night investigation. The lighthouse seemed to be pretty active that night. I was there by myself for a while and I was setting up some trigger objects downstairs when I heard someone running down the stairs behind me. I stepped to the side expecting someone to be there, but there was nobody there. I quickly did an EVP session um, and asked who was behind me on the stairs and captured a woman's voice saying it was me. Then later that night I was downstairs moving uh, some of my equipment. Someone or something pushed one of the little cars forcefully across the room we were doing a facebook live and captured the sound of someone walking through the hall and up the tower stairs susan started to feel uncomfortable so we decided to leave as we were leaving a very loud maniacal laugh came from the basement of the lighthouse oh, susan swore uh, uh. she would never go there after dark again no also, i didn't know lighthouses had basements did you <laughs> no I don't, I can't say that I did. Because um, that makes it even more creepy. It, the, does it just like the stairs go down more? Oh, that's a, I didn't think about that. I don't know. That is creepy. That's true. Either way, I don't like it. Oh, I don't like the maniacal, um, maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's too much for me. If, yeah. if like a supernatural being is like taking joy and <laughs> scaring me i'm out <laughs> i'm i'm out anyway but yeah I'm at that point yeah no i thank you for sending that in i mean it makes me yeah. want to go there because it just like i said the pictures make it look really like fun and nice. yeah. cool to go and visit but very haunted, which makes another reason to want to go there. But yeah, right. <laughs> that in Trish. Um, yeah, thank you. That basement, the some basements are contained within the cast iron cylinder. So, like I said, they're just like they go down further. Oh, okay. But yeah, probably so. also like as a safety measure because if like right. there's bad weather you think yeah maybe especially in michigan because they were right on the water you know yeah well all lighthouses are on the water but you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah exactly um there's like you know i don't water spots don't generally get too close to land i didn't no. think um but we have tornadoes so mm. not yeah. necessarily in northern michigan but yeah, it's rare yeah, up, up yeah. there. Though it has happened. Yeah, definitely. 
We had one come through our, our house in August. Yeah. It was, it went through uh, the back of our yeah. yard, pretty much. It was, it touched down, what, a mile yeah. away from where I live? Yeah. It's wild. There's still damage, too, because when wow. I drive to Emma's doctor's office, that you can see, you can see the clear path through those houses and there's just like a tree like a path of just really dead trees everywhere I mean now they're dead but broken trees everywhere and just like this happened to end of August and probably last month when I drove through somebody's roof was finally fixed from that wow yeah that's what happened here too is um there was a tornado like a couple years ago yeah they had it took a while for them to clean up the next morning they started cleaning up because it was a little nicer day but it was crazy yeah that was a crazy night just for me like I remember you texting me during that believe that I drove the exact path that that tornado took and it yeah I could have chosen any other way to get home but I choose that path get home yeah and as I get out of my car, the sirens go off. It's crazy. Don't mess with na- um, nature. You know what I mean? No. I When I lived in that house off of M13 a few years ago, remember when you visited me there once? Yeah. When we worked together? Yeah. So that is the house that I lived. That house was destroyed in the early 1900s by a tornado and they rebuilt really? it. Yeah. Because it's all farmlands out there, and they, it's just, and it's by I-69, so I don't know if you've ever heard that, but there are always tornadoes in, uh, that go along 69 for some reason. It just follows it. Yeah. It, it just, like, I don't know how it happens. It's just, like, that's right. the path. That's the path. I don't know. Yeah. And it every almost- time, it does. Every time I've driven in terrible rainstorms, terrible weather, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been driving home on 69 yeah or driving yep from one or the other area yeah definitely avoid it <laughs> it's like I don't understand how that happens but yeah it's like a path and that goes into New Lothrop which has yeah is known for um getting tornadoes a lot too yeah exactly yeah I don't know it's very strange. It's, yeah, it's a hard one. Anyway, those were good stories. Those were um, good stories. I don't know what to tell you except if you're going to a national park to don't make sure alone. you don't go alone. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't go, go too far into the wilderness because nothing good happens in the middle yeah. of nowhere. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. I mean, but if you do, and you hang out with Bigfoot, let us know. Send us some stories. <laughs> yes. If you come across, yeah, any supernatural beings, make sure you log that in your book and send it over to us. Yeah. It reminds me. I don't know why my nose is sniffling all of a sudden. It reminds me of an episode I listened to of the podcast Otherworld. I talk about it on here all the time because they have such good stories he talks to some so some some interesting people and he has a story similar to um 
an encounter this guy went camping alone in, in a national park and encountered what he believes to be well he's not really sure but it sounds like it's like a bigfoot type spirit thing yeah and oh my god the whole story is just wild he has some wild experiences takes his friends back there they have crazy experiences too mm-hmm. but i'll have to put it in the show notes so that you guys can check it out it's such an interesting story Definitely. And also, too, have you ever seen The Missing 411, Jessica? It's a um, documentary about missing people in national parks, basically. I don't know if I have or not, honestly. If you haven't, I would suggest watching it. It's mm-hmm. insane. I think okay. there's two. But yeah, they're just wild stories. One's about a little kid going missing. And just everything about it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you'll have to listen, watch those. There's a lot of podcasts, too, about them. And Mm -hmm. it's sad, but it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's like, definitely. Are they UFOs? Are they Bigfoots? But Big Feet (laughs) taking them? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just wild stuff. But. Yeah, if you have a national, state, park, outdoor, wildlife story you want to tell us, wilderness story, we'll be happy to read it because they're interesting. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for joining us. Yes. I feel like there was something else I wanted to say, but now I don't remember what it is. That's okay. And if you have any ideas of what we should talk about next, let us know because... I'm trying to, I feel like if we have a theme, it's better because we can know looking and like know what we're getting into, what we want to talk about. I, I have come to terms with the fact that I don't like writing a research paper every single time I do a podcast. (laughs) I am just not into it. (laughs) I just frankly don't have the time for it. Um, And I feel like I really like hearing people's stories and their experiences. So, no, these have been really good. Send them over. They're good learning lessons for me. (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, thanks for listening to us chat. And, um, oh, Christmas is coming up. I thought that's what I was going to say. So, if you have some spooky Christmas stories you want to share with us, if you've seen Santa, I want to hear about it. You've seen Krampus. Yeah. We want to hear about it. And not the movie, the real, the real Christmas. Yeah, right. Not That's a good point. <laughs> well, anyway. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe we'll get an, another one out before Christmas. We'll try. Yeah. And if not, it'll be after. But. Yes. Okay. Thanks for listening, thanks, everybody. Hey everyone, Maria here. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to today's show. As always, we really love hearing all of your weird, creepy experiences that you send us. Uh, We really appreciate everybody who's sent us a story and uh, we have a lot actually lined up still. So um, please keep sending them in. Tell your friends to send them in. Um, You can email us at ycmopod at gmail.com. 
or now you can call us at 616-202-1460 and leave your story or experience on our voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Uh, To help our show grow and to bring you the best content, please share, rate, review our podcast. Um, You can follow us on all social media at YCMOPod and we can't wait to hear your story.